Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. You're locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to Duke Loves Wrestling, the show about pro wrestling and everything else. What is going on, everybody? We are here. March. Like I said last week, man, it's just it's crazy how quickly 2021 is shuffling along here. It's like, Jesus, we're already in the third month of the year. How the hell did that happen? (laughs) You know, but here we are. This week, I got a special guest that I'm going to kick things off with. Somebody that I got a lot of respect for and appreciates he and his family here. And I'm so glad that he was able to come back on the show. So without further ado, welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. He is the main man behind Beat 'em Up Wrestling, the one, the only. You know him as Jack, but I call him Jacinto. What's going on there, Jacinto? Hey, uh, it's, it's great being back. Yeah, I can't believe it's already going to be a year since we started this uh, pandemic shutdown. Yeah, it's it's been crazy, man. It's been really crazy. And, you know, life has changed dramatically. It's before we even get into the wrestling talk, um, Jacinto, it's you have a military background. So you're somebody who has seen a lot in life just from a general standpoint. Anyway, um, have you ever experienced anything while in the military that even comes close to what we've seen in the past year with this pandemic? Just and when I say that, I say that open-ended. So anything, any of the emotions or the feelings or the challenges, uh, when you were out there, active duty, did you ever have any kind of experience like the past year? Um, no. The closest thing I had was when I was actually um, isolated in the hospital after an injury, um, no connection to the outside world, but that was only for a week. Um, you know, I know, um, my wife still remembers that moment where she was trying to reach me, but they just told her that, you know, I had to recover. Um, they were doing some tests on me and stuff like that, but it never, never like this. This is, this is crazy. I mean, we're going on a year. I don't think ever in the, in the history of the world has it been like this. I mean, I know we've had other pandemics, but I don't think we've had it to the point where we relied so much on being a global economy that everything's shut down. Yeah, it's it's strange. It's very strange and it's it's very interesting to see how, you know, we as as human beings are are being forced and are learning to adapt. So, when you look at young people who are growing up during these times where, you know, especially really young people who don't really have any other points of references to lean on, this is normal for them. So, it'll be interesting to see life beyond this year and, 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 you know, five years from now, 10 years from now, these same kids who are growing up in this generation, um, some of the things that they'll talk about and compare that to what we spoke about when we were younger, because their experiences would be totally, totally different. Um, and speaking of which, you and, and your lovely wife, Maria, have during this pandemic, I guess you, you both have been a little busy because um, you got an announcement to make. So I, I don't know if you've, if you've announced this on any other shows, but I got some inside info, so I'm going to give you some room here. What is the big deal going on in the beat 'em up household there? Well, we were going to wait to do a big announcement like uh, Brandy and Cody, um, 
But yeah, one of the reasons why we haven't really been doing a lot of beat em up other than the fact that uh, there's been a lot of uh, backlash from some of our point of views was that uh, my wife and I are expecting a baby girl. So we are going to have a future world champion, you know, coming out of the beat em up household there. Jacinto and Maria, they have a lovely baby girl on the way. Uh, congratulations, man. Thank you. That, that is that is just awesome. And I guess, you know, that's that's one. This, this is a theme with you, too. You, you find bright spots and some of the most challenging moments in life. And this is definitely a bright spot to, to be able to add an addition to your family during this global pandemic. I mean, that's a, that's a beautiful thing there, man. Yeah. Um, she's supposed to be here in June. So I'm, I'm already like, I can't wait to meet her. Um, it's crazy because like, you know, we, we still have a couple of months to go and I, I feel like I'm already wrapped around this baby's fingers and I don't, I don't even know her yet. Well, that's, it's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I know that that, that young lady is going to uh, make a difference in this world because she has two great parents who have made a difference in their own ways there. So it's beautiful, beautiful stuff there, man. You know, uh, Jacinto, you and I talk a lot online and, and one of our favorite things to talk about, obviously, is pro wrestling. That's what we connected on to begin with. And I want to get your take on something that just happened. So, but it's a running issue that I've been documenting since day one. And it's AEW's streaming issue. So specifically, AEW has a deal with um, Bleacher Report Live. And a lot of times they'll put some of their programming on Bleacher Report Live. And unfortunately, every just about every single time they've done anything with, with BR Live, it's there's been challenges. It's been issues. You know, what's your take on that, Sinto? Just the the whole concept of why does AEW continue to do business with a company that clearly can't handle their streaming needs? Yeah, I, I think there's a lot to that because um, I, I really don't know the ins and outs of what what money is involved in it. But I know that that one of the issues that that um, you know a promoter of the year, Tony Khan, faced. Uh, yesterday with um or well sunday um was the fact that that a lot of the international fans would not be able to tune into the women's uh tournament and he came out pretending that this was the first time he ever heard about this and that he was going to fix it and then he put it on youtube but this was something that was brought up to him the moment it was announced um and so i don't know how the relationship is going to be with uh Bleacher Report live now since he pretty much grabbed what Bleacher Report was streaming and put it on YouTube. So I don't, I, don't, I really don't know. I, I don't know why he would keep going back to Bleacher Report or if, if their relationship is going to be strained after that. Well, it's, it's really interesting because I had to go back in time and look at my tweets since AEW has been around. And I specifically just searched for Bleacher Report live to see, you know, what I've said about them through the, the past two years and, and going back to 2019 for sure. Whether it was Fighter Fest, uh, I think that was the first event that they had done with Bleacher Report, and there were issues then. You know, uh, I had to reach out to Bleacher Report's customer service and ask them why I can't stream it on my PS4. I couldn't stream it on Firefox. I couldn't stream it on on um, Internet Explorer. Couldn't stream it on anything. And, and they finally told me they said, "Well, you got to use uh, Google Chrome." And I said, well, that's good information to tell me when you're when the, the event has started 20 minutes ago. Why didn't you post that beforehand and tell everybody just use Google Chrome? That's number one. And number two, at the time it was 2019. What the hell is wrong with your company that you can't be available across different um, browsers? Like what, <laughs> what's going on with your service there? 
Um, and they, they couldn't give me a straight answer. But again, this wasn't advertised anywhere that you had to use a specific type of browser if you were going to watch them online, which was embarrassing. So that was 2019. And it happened a few more times, 2020 and, and what have you. Fast forward to 2021, right? February 28th, 2021. I'm trying to watch it on my Fire Stick. Now, I live in Boston, Massachusetts, I said, right? This shouldn't be a difficult thing to figure out here. And I couldn't get it on my Fire Stick. They, they kept saying that they had issues, even though the Bleacher Report Live app is available on Fire Stick and they advertise that they're available on Fire Stick. So, again, whatever the streaming needs AEW has, it's clear that BR Live is just not up to the task. And I think that there must be some kind of investment that Tony Khan and one of his companies has in BR Live in particular, which has forced him to go back and use them because there's probably some kind of money involved in that on a personal level, you know, but it's, it's clear that that's just not working for them. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree. And, and it's funny because um, when this was first announced, I, I actually had a couple of people attacking me about it saying that this was a great opportunity for the women, that they were going to have 10 million potential viewers tuning in. And I, I was like, where are you getting these numbers? Um, just because they looked at how many people have downloaded uh, BR Live doesn't mean that that's how many people are going to be tuning in to watch a wrestling match on a Sunday. And uh, they, they were constantly telling me how this was such a smart move by Tony Khan to to push women. And then they had this, this um, I don't know where they got this other idea. I think it was from actually Kenny Omega saying that it's TNT that's telling them that they don't want women matches on Dynamite. And that's why they had to look for some other source to put put the matches. So it's I don't know. There's a lot of weirdness and and iffy things coming out of AEW and and the, and the way that they they even um, talked about this show. They were saying it was going to be on on Bleacher Report app. So for a while, people were like, "So it's just going to be on the app? Or are we going to be able to watch it on on our browser?" Like there was no clear indication of how to tune in. Nobody came out and said, "Hey, this, these are ways to watch this." So it, it was just kind of like, a, I, I think, like you said, this was just a throwaway thing for them. They were like, hey, let's just pick uh, three matches that are women um, from this tournament since we timed the tournament wrong. And all of a sudden we have the finals on Wednesday and we only have a, a one more Monday to go. And we don't want to put them on dark and we don't want to put multiple matches of, of these women on Dynamite. So let's just all throw it in on the Sunday before Revolution. Which is just embarrassing. I mean, really, to feature women in a situation that is, again, it's less than the way that you feature the men. You know, it, it, it really makes me scratch my head. I mean, at this point, we're, we're close to two years in now with AEW. Or I guess we could say two years because the company was incorporated on January 1st of 2019 officially, right? Yeah. So here we are two years into this company's existence. Are you satisfied with the way that they have presented women and people of color in particular in that company, uh, Jacinto, because you've been very um, open and clear about your watching the way that they've done their things. They've marketed the fact that they were going to be this diverse company, treat women's wrestling seriously, all that good stuff there. Um, and I know that you watch the product. So what do you say? Are, are you satisfied with what they've put out there so far in those regards? No. And um, this is this is why we haven't really been active with Beat 'Em Up anymore. Um, we, we just, so beat them up was just a way for us to, to express ourselves. And, you know, like we were really excited about AW because I mean, to even have AOC, uh, a Congresswoman come out and say like, this is, this is going to be a big change. Um, since, you know, Cody came out and said how they were going to treat minorities better and how they were going to have women wrestlers, um, be treated equal 
um, to the man. And I think he even said a, a comment about how Scorpio Sky and WWE would not be given a chance to be champion, but in AEW, they were going to treat all people the same. Um, and then now here we are two years into it, and we, all of us um, that don't have the, the elite uh, goggles on, see that it was all lies. It was all just a big PR stunt for them to get the attention from people. But two years in, uh, who are the top guys? It's, it's the elite guys. It's, it's, let's be honest, it's white males. And, and, you know, we'll get the response being told to us that, well, you know, only women of color have been champions for the women's division. I'm like, yeah, a women's division that's featured for 10 minutes a week. Like that, that's, that just proves that they don't really care about that belt. So they're not really putting investment into that belt. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a shame that, that that's what this company became. It's just, it's an ego booster for the, uh, for the top guys. That's a, that's a great point. That's a great point. It's, you see things that they're doing, you know, in the past few months, they've brought in sting. They've brought in the big show. Um, I just found out that their head of marketing is the wife of one of the uh, performers. I, I already knew that Brandy Rhodes was the chief marketing, a uh, chief branding officer, excuse me, but their head of marketing is someone's wife as well. It might be one of the Young Bucks' wife. Uh, what do you make of all of this here, uh, Jacinto? Do you, do you think that they may have gone a little too far in terms of hiring their friends and their family and adding whoever the WWE is just not willing to pay top dollar for anymore? Do, do you feel that, they've gone too far in that regard or, or is that just criticism? That's, that's unfair. Um, no, I actually heard a rumor that on revolution, we are going to get a former WWE tag team up here. Um, so yeah, it just seems like, like th- that's their whole plan is just, Hey, let, let's boost our, our views by getting these, these WWE people that WWE no longer wants. Um, meanwhile, we're going to line up our pockets. Gets. And when Cody and the Bucks decide to hang up the boots, um, Tony Khan's going to be left with a broken company, much like how Impact was um, towards their later years. It, it, it's bound to happen. And all these fans that are investing all this money, all this emotion, all, all this, uh, they're putting all their hopes that this is going to be the alternative to WWE are going to be left out to, to pick up the pieces afterwards because they, they are not building future stars. Um, say what you want about Darby Allen. He, he's not a future star and especially not the way they're building him right now. They're just building him like Sting Jr. They haven't done anything with him in the TNT belt. That's a good point. That's a good point. It's funny when you, you know, the whole point of, of taking a guy like Sting who's established and, and putting Darby Allen next to him is that hopefully some of Sting's star shine can rub off on, on Darby. But for me, it, it's just, it's the equivalent of taking a, I don't know. You have a Pepsi and then you have store brand cola. And it's like, no matter how much you try to dress it up, you're going to go for the Pepsi over the store brand cola every time. It just, you know, all other things equal. So it's, it's really a, a, a miss in that regard. And even look at a guy like Adam Page. Here's a guy that either he or Kenny Omega should have been the first AEW champion. And if that would have happened, Jacinto, here we are two years later, you would have had a situation where, let's just say Adam Page in particular, you could have brought in all these same people that have been brought in, former WWE, former Impact, whatever, and Adam Page could be giving them the top wrestling matches of the year and defeating most of them, which continues to elevate AEW as having their own person or their own group of people who are the new stars, the new generation of top guys in pro wrestling. They haven't done that. 
right? No, they, they, they've mishandled that on page. Um, even if he wasn't the first champion. Okay. So you give it to Jericho because you want the views or whatever, but you had this whole storyline between him and Kenny Omega. I was under the impression that you would have had a better storyline between hangman and Kenny than re revisiting Kenny versus, um, Moxley. Uh, you're putting this this exploding barbed wire match, which, okay, that, that's great for the Japanese audience and people that love um, the Japanese wrestling, like DDT wrestling and all this stuff. But I'm afraid that it's not going to translate as well because it's such a such a gimmick. Like, you're going to have little explosions pop out when they touch the barbed wire. And it's 2021. People are not going to suspend disbelief and be like, oh, yeah, they're really getting shocked. Oh, yeah, that, that's really an explosion in the barbed wire. I, I fear that it's going to come off really corny and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe on Sunday I'll be like, okay, I was completely wrong. This match is amazing, but it, it's, it's just, we've seen them do a hardcore match already. Now, now you're just putting explosions and fireworks. Yeah. It's, it's tone deaf and it's silly. Um, the whole thing, the whole way that they've been booked and it really makes you wonder, is this just Tony Khan playing with his toys? And it's like, well, he was a kid who grew up and he thought exploding barbed wire death matches were cool. So he's going to do one on his show, even though, I mean, there's no, there's no appetite for that. No one, no one wants to see that in 2021 in America. That, that just, that's not a thing, right? If it were, we'd be seeing that in other promotions on a consistent basis. There's a reason why we don't. I don't even think the, the WWE has never done an, an exploding barbed wire death match. There's a reason for that <laughs> because it's ridiculous. <laughs> so it, it really makes you scratch your head. And then, you know, and, and you brought it up earlier, Tony Khan, the promoter of the year. And that's according to Dave Meltzer in the, in the wrestling observer, his, his uh, readers, they put up the poll and put out the awards for the year. Uh, what, what's your initial reaction to the wrestling observer year end awards there? And, and who was on the receiving end of those awards? Um, it, it just shows clearly who's who's reading wrestling observer um dave Meltzer has put up these guys ever since they were in new japan um when he was talking about new japan new japan was winning all the awards uh dave Meltzer did a shift uh, towards AEW, and now all his readers believe that AEW is the best thing ever they, they believe that these wrestlers are the greatest thing to walk the earth um meanwhile they they will put down drew uh, mcintyre who had one of the best championship runs I, I think his was better than moxley even though i will get probably a bunch of hate um, messages from that. Um, you know, I'm not saying that WWE is the better company. There are a lot of problems with WWE, but to just one-sided uh, give everything to AEW just proves bias. And I think that Meltzer needs to look at his own readership and look at, at what he's actually um, doing with Wrestling Observer because it's no longer a journalist thing. It's become a fan club for AEW. It sure has. And, and when you look at specific things again, like the way that Dave Meltzer really is, he doesn't have much of an appetite for women's wrestling, especially these days. So AEW doesn't feature much women's wrestling, right? When you look at who Dave Meltzer puts over as being the top guys um, in pro wrestling, unless they're actually wrestling in Mexico, you're not going to see too many Hispanic wrestlers on his list. And you damn sure aren't going to see any black male wrestlers on his list. Uh, Dave Meltzer likes the traditional white guy, American, or... Japanese guy who's in Japan, if he's going to put anybody over, which all you got to do is look at the, that that whole awards list to see exactly what I'm talking about there. Um, this guy's out to lunch, but for some reason, the AEW brass, they take everything that Dave Meltzer says as the gospel, and they actually will do what he suggests. I mean, I, 
have am I am I wrong here or have you seen the same thing? No, yeah. They they whatever Dave Meltzer says is what they go with. And I and I think he um, Dave Meltzer has an unofficial job with AEW too. I think he's a, an advisor or something like that. So we see a lot of what he likes being portrayed on TV. Um, which is like you said, a lot of white males doing a lot of flips and not a lot of uh, actual ring psychology being played out. You said something to me interesting um, a couple weeks back, and, and it was something that I, I was paying attention to, but I guess I wasn't paying enough attention because, you know, from the very beginning, I had always spoken about women and black male singles wrestlers in the way that AEW has booked them and treated them. You know, the black male singles wrestlers, for the most part, are just enhancement talents. They're just there to get their white peers over, and that's it. They're certainly not there to be any serious contenders for anything. And the women are just an afterthought. They're barely featured on TV. And when they are, they always get the the smallest segments and what have you. One match per week on TV. It's embarrassing. Um, But you pointed me in a direction that I didn't quite, I wasn't paying enough attention to. But since you've pointed it out, I've noticed it far more. You talked about Hispanic wrestlers and the way that they're being treated in that company. Expand upon that for me, please. Yeah, um, this is something me and Maria brought up in one of our uh, latest, uh, one of our last actual beat em up uh, episodes was how the Hispanic wrestler in AEW is just the sidekick. They've been brought in to be the sidekick or be the thug. Um, example would be the Lucha Brothers. They were the sidekick to Pac. Um, you know, everybody always said that the Lucha Brothers were one of the best tag teams in the world. Ever since they've joined uh, AEW, that conversation has gone away. They they talk about how Phoenix is this high flyer and all this stuff. But um, if we're honest, in AEW, Phoenix is doing a lot more risky moves that are going to end up costing his career to be shorter because he's trying to get over with this crowd that loves that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, Penta and Phoenix, in any, other, in any other company, they would be one of your top uh, tag teams. And then we have Proud and Powerful, which was one of the top um, tag teams at Impact. But in AEW, they've been the sidekicks and the comedy relief to Jericho. Jericho, who, after losing the AEW championship, has joined multiple tag teams, costing the inner circle's very own tag team to not even be in the title picture. Yeah, I know what people are going to say. Proud and Powerful were were just in the title picture uh, Dynamite or two ago. But they were not really going to win that. That was just for them to carry on the story for the Revolution match, which was going to be Bucks versus Jericho and MJF. Um, then we got uh, Serpentico, who's just an enhancement talent. Um, they brought in a couple of uh, uh, people from AAA, and they've only put them on dark. I believe Conan talked about this um, last year, saying how they had a relationship with AEW, but it seemed like the relationship was one-sided. Um, AAA was, was featuring some of their, of their wrestlers in, in Mexico and putting them in big shows. I mean, they gave the mega championship to Kenny. They were supposed to have Kenny versus Volador. Um, but even before the pandemic, I don't remember, um, AEW ever bringing in like one of the, of the top guys from AAA, like Psycho Clown or Volador Jr. Um, you know, um, El Hijo del Vikingo, like some of these guys that people have talked about. They were never, ever talked about in, in AEW or even brought in, even if it was just a match for them to lose. You know, you, you bring up, and, and what you're really talking about is equity. So if, if a wrestling company is going to work in partnership in any way, shape, or form with another wrestling company, there's got to be equity there, meaning both companies should be able to walk away from the experience better off than they were initially, right? And the, and the best way to do that is to ensure that 
you know, your talents don't always have to win, but they at least have to look good, even if they're losing. And there's nothing more glaring about the lack of equity as it relates to uh, uh, doing business with AEW than this partnership they have with Impact Wrestling. Uh, I, I'm not sure if you've been keeping up with what's been going on with AEW and Impact, uh, Hacinto, but I'll tell you from my perspective, man, I haven't seen a single solitary time where Impact Wrestling has looked like anything less than uh, a low-budget promotion compared to AEW, and AEW has just consistently been burying them since you know last winter. Have you been keeping up with this thing at all? Yeah, um, I think one one thing that that really stood out to me too is how this has negative negatively impacted the knockouts division. I know me and you talked about how knockouts division was one of the best women's division in wrestling, and ever since the partnership with AEW, that division has suffered like horribly. Um, so yeah, I think that that this relationship has has hurt Impact and has helped AEW because, like you said, they're putting themselves over. But in the meantime, Impact is like. Like you said, they, they look cheap. They look like they're not up to the standards of, of the AEW company. Um, they look like they're indies and people that haven't wrestled for many years, even though a lot of them are veterans. The the thing that really just disgusted me, I mean, it really, it, it actually broke my heart, to be honest with you, um, was seeing Kenny Omega pin Rich Swan on Impact Wrestling, Impact on Access TV. Um, I don't understand it. I, I, I just... I've I've tried to rack my brain to figure out on what planet does a wrestling promotion allow their champion to be pinned by some other wrestling promotions champion. And to date, and this happened over a month ago, to date, there has not been any kind of comeuppance. Nothing has happened since. And on top of that, Tony Khan, the president of AEW, his daddy owns the company. He's on Impact Wrestling every week, burying Impact Wrestling. They give him a, a mic. And he does a segment where he's literally trashing the company every single week. There's no comeuppance. It's not like you see Impact Talent on AEW Dynamite and they're they're defeating AEW talents. It's not like you see the president of, of, of Impact Wrestling burying AEW on AEW television. I mean, it really is just bizarre. It does it does it even make sense to you at all, Jacinto? No. This just kind of this just goes back to when um, the end of WCW when WCW was ready to, to die off and McMahon was just burying them. This is what it's it's looking like. This is the, for people that followed Impact and for a while I thought Impact was having one of its best uh, resurgence this this uh, past summer and fall when they were kind of getting their stuff together. Just to see how quickly all that was undone, seeing how. Like you said, they're they're just being buried constantly every week. Like there's no point in tuning into Impact. It's true. It's very true. And, and like you said before, the the knockouts division suffers the most from it, and they still have a pretty stacked division. Even though uh, you know Taya Valkyrie just left and what have you, they still got a pretty stacked division. But and now Impact has turned into AEW, where you're starting to see more and more weeks of one women's match, which is not something. Uh, Impact Wrestling typically does. They usually have multiple women's matches. There's even women intergender matches and things like that. They they mix it up, man. They, they, they've been pretty consistent with that for a number of years. So when you look at over the past four or five months and seeing that they've kind of changed course in that regard, um, it's very disappointing. It's very disappointing. And and, and I'm going to say this, and Jacinto, I'm going to speak for myself here so you, you can distance yourself from this next comment. Um, I'm not trying to pull you into my my stuff here, but I'm going to say this. I think that there's some kind of double agent business going on here where you have a guy, 
like um, whatever the hell he's calling himself today, Cyrus the virus, uh, you know, whatever he wants to call himself today. Um, you have a situation where you have a guy who's going into business for himself. And because, you know, Anthem Sports is not paying attention, they don't even realize that the very people that you're paying to run Impact Wrestling are burying Impact Wrestling to such a degree. It makes me feel like they're pulling an old wrestling trick where they're, they're burying the company on purpose because they plan on continuing to personally do business with AEW in the not too distant future. So let's get rid of the number two wrestling promotion in America um, so that we can just make sure that AEW remains in that spot. Because here's what we got to remember. Impact Wrestling has a vast history. They're, they're over 20 years old and they have a tape library that is worth a lot of money, right? Any Anyone who, who had their hands on that tape library, they're going to be all right for many years to come. So to make that company look low budget, to defeat their stars, to be on their, their TV, burying them every week, you're devaluing the company. And for people on the inside to participate in that and make that okay, something ain't right there, Jacinto. Yeah, I, I agree. Unless this ends with uh, AEW pulling, um, you know, uh, buying impact, I, I don't know what other purpose this serves. Because like you said, there, there there's no up and coming for impact out of this um unless i don't know rich swan beats kenny omega but i, I would i really doubt tony khan would allow that i don't even think they're interacting with each other anymore so that <laughs> that's the problem with that too you know what i mean I, I i haven't seen them interact with each other in the past few weeks so shouldn't rich swan show up on on dynamite and cost kenny omega a match or something like what i don't get it it's yeah. just it's, it's very strange it's very strange you know a lot of people will listen to you know you and i having this conversation and they'll assume because we are being as critical as we are about the new kid on the block AEW that somehow means that we're just pro WWE and that's it and we're just doing that because we're trying to prop WWE up now I can only speak for myself and say that that's not true and anyone who pays attention to this show knows that that's not true but um how about for you Jacinto, are you some a uh, some WWE mark who's just trying to, you know, bury AEW for WWE's sake? No, um, my 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 whole thing about wrestling is um, I have a history since I was a kid watching it. Um, I I am a Hispanic male, um, and I've always wanted. I've always seen like Rey Mysterio and, and Eddie Guerrero, and I know what what seeing yourself reflected on on TV means for you. Uh, I know I've had Hispanics come at me and telling me that they don't care that the Hispanics are not being put over all this stuff. And, and I tell them like, well, that's good for you that you don't care. But there are kids out there that want an Eddie Guerrero, that, that want a Rey Mysterio to look up to. And, you know, AEW has the potential to have done that when, when they said that they were going to be the diverse kid in the, in the block. And there was a, an issue with, that I had with WWE, too, was that they weren't doing that. But now if you look at the two companies, WWE is the one that's more willing to put a diverse group of people in, in top spots, whether they be champions or not, they're still putting them over. Um, and and that's my that's my whole issue with this. Uh, you know, early uh, in the beginning, we talked about how I'm going to be a father of a, of a little girl. Um, and, and to be honest, if my little girl likes wrestling, I would probably end up watching more WWE than AEW if the product stood how it is today, because the way that that women are valued in WWE has improved a lot. And I know that hasn't always been the case. And we've, and I've been critical about how they've treated women in the past, but we're about to have one of the greatest WrestleManias with Bianca Belair versus Sasha. 
Um, Bailey was one of the longest running SmackDown champions, and she's Hispanic. Like, there, there's just been a lot. I mean, Charlotte Flair is considered one of the top athletes in the company, whether it be male or female. She's one of the top. It, it's just, I, I would be more more comfortable pers- sitting down and, and showing my daughter, hey, look, this is what women are able to do instead of a quick eight-minute match every week. And then we see a bunch of guys just flipping and, and doing squash matches that you could be like, well, you could have you could have put another female there. You could have put something else there to like show the diversity. I think I rambled on, but pretty much saying I'm not I'm not in this because I like WWE or I just hate AEW. I, I will be critical about any company that does any questionable things. And and I think that's part of the issue here. People are afraid of integrity. People are afraid of folks who speak up about what's right and what's wrong and who aren't afraid to speak truth to power. You know, when, when, when they see someone like you or Maria, myself, um, it makes them nervous because it's like, well, how can you be so free to tell power that they're wrong in what they're doing or that they, they should improve? How can you have expectations over power? Aren't you afraid that they're going to take something away from you or blackball you or something like that? And it's like, well, Jesus Christ, Jacinto has, has, has laid his life down for this country. If, if there's anyone who's going to speak truth to power, it's going to be you. Right. So I, mean, I, I would try to, to be as honest as I can, at least in my truths, you know, because we all have our, our own different views of the world. But, yeah, I would like to stay to my own values and my values is to call out injustices when I see them. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Listen, Asinto, you know, we, we appreciate you always coming on the show and, and everything that you post online because you're a very thoughtful person. You when you express any opinion, you don't just say one thing and walk away from it. You actually detail how you arrived to the conclusion that you arrived, which is why I really appreciate any time you post because you you're a you're a sensible person. There's no two ways about it. Um, and, and the same for Maria. She's fantastic. Why don't you let everybody know if anyone wants to follow you or, or keep up with what you got going on? What's the best way they can do that? Um, my Twitter handle is uh, Chinto Calavera, C-H-I-N-T-O-C-A-L-A-B-E-R-A. Um, and yeah, um, Maria's uh, Page the Mage. Um, we used to be on Beat 'em Up Wrestling. Um, we might end up going back to it, depending on on how everything turns out. Um, so we still have our Beat 'em Up account, and that's under um, Beat 'em Up WP at Twitter. If you guys want to follow that, yeah, that's about it. Well, listen, I can't wait uh, for the newest addition in the Beat 'em Up uh, family over there. I, I need her to to hurry up so she can go to AEW and, and put on a, a classic match and, and show Tony Khan this is why women's wrestling needs to continue to be promoted. What do you think about that? Um, I would tell my daughter, hey, don't waste your time with AEW. They're only going to give you and the whole roster eight minutes to fight over. Um, go over to NXT. You will get some classic matches out there. You will be able to face some of the top talent. Um, no, honestly, I hope AEW is able to reflect on this women's tournament. Um, the last two women's tournaments have been sidelined to a YouTube special, not even on their dark account or anything like that. It hasn't even been on dark. It's just some, some dark corner show that gets about 7,000 people to watch it live. Um, you know, honestly, if, if you are an AEW fan, I'm not saying you're wrong. You, you shouldn't like the company. But if you can't actually reflect on the company and see how they are treating people of color, how on dark you're constantly seeing um, black men being squashed just so they could put over the top white talent. If you're not seeing that the women are given eight minutes, um, Britt Baker was built up and then all of a sudden she ends up getting the, the rug pulled from underneath her feet again. 
And then you tell me that, well, the women are not ready for television, but yet we have some of the amazing talent out there that hasn't been signed by them. Um, I could go on on a whole list. Uh, I actually did on my Twitter. So if you go there, you'll see a list of uh, unsigned talent that they could sign. Then there's something wrong with you. You're, you're blind to your, to your own religion, which is what I call right now the AW cult. This is Coming to you live. You're listening to my man, And now, now, exclusive last last episode one Don't get ahead of yourself. Whatever. All that plus uh, we have uh, hopefully some of your listener submitted content for Ask Duke, but you know, you know the Boston bad boy, he likes to go off on his own. Yeah, and I brought you know, that up during the court proceedings there that this guy doesn't follow the map that I put out there. If you look at paragraph four, subsection three B, it says very clearly written there, clear as crystal, that I may drop or amend or add or delete any element of this show as I please. Give me a okay. And you really have no say in it. You could re arbitrate it if you'd like. But, you know, you don't have that kind of time because all you're doing is watching Total Bellas on E! e News. I it's, like Total it, Bellas. It's disgusting. I like Total Bellas. Because you have no life. I like Total Bellas, okay? But before we get to any of that, Boston bad boy. Yeah. It's hot outside. Yeah, well, something else for you to complain about. 82 degrees, to be exact. Mm. And, and that combined with you, folks, it makes me miserable, okay? I do not like it when it gets too hot. You know, you are just a dark cloud. I come here ready to be positive with, with my new outlook and, and keeping you in line. And you're just like, when is too hot? The when is too cold? I don't like it. I don't like it. I, I have a great suggestion for you if you don't like it. No, no, no. I don't want your suggestions, okay? When, when the weather gets between 64 degrees and 72, mm. that's like my sweet spot. I love that. Once you start getting up above 72, that's when it's like, you know something? I just want to stay in the air condition or, or with a fan or something. Just I, I don't want to deal with it. Okay. Here's what you do. You take that fanny pack of yours, you stuff it full of ice, and then you shove it right up your... He, he just... He's rude. And, and the fact that they're forcing me to deal with this guy, it just... <laughs> it's so ridiculous. You need a better lawyer. It's, it's time to run the ropes. It's when I give... Uh, when I educate this knucklehead, the Boston bad boy, on the top five stories in the world of professional wrestling. Let's go. You're so rude, and you're so disrespectful, and I can't stand you. Chris Jericho retweets about a rival promotion. So this is kind of crazy here, Boston Bad Boy. Yeah, uh, you sure. know Jericho is a legend. You know, he's, he I've heard of him. WCW, he's in the yes. WWE. He's, he's beating up people in New Japan Pro Wrestling. But a fan sent out that there's a rumor that Jericho could go to Impact Wrestling. And Jericho retweeted it. Hmm. Now, that would be crazy. Because Impact is, some people would say it's the number two promotion in America, way behind WWE. But if Jericho, somebody with his star power, goes there, that could change the game. It could change everything. Listen, it's only a matter of time before the tidal wave of people start to leave the Vince McMahon nuthouse and look for greener pastures, probably better money, and probably treated like a human being. Unlike what I get subjected to uh, in this show. 
Now, the problem with this show is that I treat you fantastic and you oh, yeah. are, are rude. That's if you treat me fantastic, I hate to see how you treat people you don't like. Whatever. Whatever. Talking Smack may appear on FS1. Whoa. Listen to this, folks. So, you know, the big deal, oh, boy. the billion dollar deal that WWE money just grab. signed Stop with Fox. Stop saying deal. It's a money grab. Oh, Call it what it deal. is. It's a big deal. Yeah. They signed with Fox. Well, Talking Smack. It's the show that would come on after SmackDown where they literally would talk about things. Um, the infamous Miz promo where he cut on Daniel Bryan, where he just went off on him. That happened on Talking Smack. They would take that studio show and put it on Fox Sports 1 after SmackDown airs on regular Fox, which would be awesome. You know what this is? This is not only a money grab by the WWE. This is a uh, an audience grab by Fox. Because what does Fox come become synonymous with? Old, angry white people. And as we know, wrestling is a uh, uh, an entertainment that has become predominantly uh, a sport enjoyed by people of color. As we know, the demographics has shifted in the past, I don't know, 15 years. You're, you'd know more about this than me. But I think Fox is taking an opportunity, and they're willing to pay money because their brand is so damaged over the past, I'd say, three years. And I think you have to agree with me on that. And if you don't agree with me on that, it very simply means that you're wrong. You didn't even give me a chance to say if I agree. You don't have to. You're just pressing bells. No, because it's You're the right pressing thing. Bells. Because I you don't know even give me a going. chance to it, say what I feel it's about. It's called it. reality, yeah? and you don't disagree with it. Do, do, if I say, oh, the gravity in this room is ca- keeping my phone on the on the desk, you're not going to say, well, you didn't give me a chance to comment on whether gravity was really affecting your phone. Just move on. I didn't have, don't have any of these problems last week, by the way, just so you know. I didn't have any of these problems last week. Yeah. Okay? You Whatever. got them now. You got them now. Kenny Omega to play a character in the new Street Fighter game. That's right, Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. Mm. They got a, a character in there, Cody, who is the mayor of Metro City. And that'll be played by uh, Kenny Omega. He's going to do the voiceover for Will it. this be another uh, game where Babom kicks your ass in it? First of all, uh, I'm better than Babom at every video game <laughs> in, in the existence of life. I'm, I'm going to okay? save this tape and send it to him. Because this guy, he with with his broken paddles, the the, the TV oh, skips, the, the tab, all yeah, these the little tricks that he plays. He's a cheating. The temperature no, was no too good. Hot. You know I didn't what? Ha- I didn't have enough ice in my fanny pack to keep me cool. You know, it just it's a list of excuses, and this is why you are where you are, which is nowhere. I'm on the top of the mountain. Breaking news: The Undertaker joins Instagram. That's right, folks. You know, The Undertaker is not a social media guy. He's very private he doesn't even really do interviews but he just joined instagram today which hmm. is tremendous okay and he put up one photo guy looks good looks real is good is that the one where he looks like kelsey grammar Dude, he doesn't look like he looks like Jesus. an aging Kel- there's a no he that does picture not that i saw like, it no. looks like do you remember ghostbusters 2 when the bad guy comes out of the painting vigo the carpathia that's what he looks like oh and that's not God. flattering the undertaker would punch you in the mouth so i think there's sort of a, a, a cross I'm, I'm leaning more towards kelsey grammar because it's funnier uh, so it's not a flattering look for The Undertaker. Undertaker, Someone I, needs I to teach him permission. about filters. I, Let's just put I, it that way. I give you permission to come punch this guy in the mouth, okay? Unreal. The number one story in the world of professional wrestling is... What did Rupert Murdoch say to Vince McMahon? Is this a knock-knock joke? No. Okay. But the head of uh, Fox... Huh. Rupert Murdoch. I mean, this, is, this guy's a big deal. He's a billionaire. He's one of the most powerful people in the world. Mega he, a-hole as well, well. Watch your mouth. He pulls Vince McMahon aside and he tells him, the USA Network does not respect you. 
and they don't respect the WWE, okay? But if you come to Fox, we're going to do cross-promotion. We're going to show you on other sporting broadcasts. We're going to give you the well, whole nine stupid. yards. Well, that's stupid. USA's a we small network. You. USA's a small network. They're owned by, like, CBS Viacom or something. Like, that. What are you well, talking what about? What I'm saying is they're their own thing, and they always have been their own cable network. Fox has done this cross-branding with everything. So and it works. He? He's whispering in his ear like, like he just came up with some revelation. It's, it's, it's a deal-making. I'd say the same thing to you. It's stupid. And it's if Vince stupid. fell for that, it's like, oh, okay. What do you mean well, he fell for it? He got $1.1 billion for one show. Listen, the amount of money that Fox and Rupert Murdoch is, is vacuuming out of not only the political system in this country, but also with their mega tentacles of all kinds of crap that they put out there, that's a drop in the bucket. The thing is, it's one less billion dollars to pad Rupert Murdoch's eventual fall into the deepest pit of hell. You are just so, unbelievable uh, you know, I just, today. That makes me happy. You're unbelievable today. Well, it's Listen, the way the world works, Shout out my to my good friend Vince McMahon. Get your money, brother. You've heard what I think. Now, what do you think? Do you agree with me? Do you think I'm a jerk? Absolutely. Maybe something in between? Head over to f- Facebook. Head over to Twitter. Type in Duke Loves Wrestling and let me know. And no, it's not absolutely. No one actually has ever said that I'm a jerk. Except not for to you. your face. Except not to your you. face. Well, good. Not to your face. You know face. why? Because I would have Vince McMahon punch him out. Yeah, okay. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Sure. Okay? Can, you, can we move on, please? Well, uh, the show's already getting folks, too long. we're going to take a quick break. Hi, this is Earl Oliver from Sully Finish Wrestling. This is Raj Geary with WrestlingInc.com. This is Sean Reed, boxing writer and undercover low-key wrestling fan. And you're listening to Duke Love Wrestling. Woo! All right, Boston bad boy. You've been uh, showing your, your hind parts all episode. I've here. been exemplary this episode. You've been As showing usual. your hind parts As all usual. episode. Okay, I'm not going to curse. I'm not going to uh, mm-hmm. lower myself you're, to yeah, your You're level. so much above everybody else. Well, not everybody else, just you. Nobody. As it turns out, you're above nobody else, yeah. nor could you be. Whatever. What do you have for Ask Duke? Because at, at this point, I, I don't know what to do with this episode. they got the courts involved with this show. They, they're forcing me to deal with you. Uh, you know, Jay was so great. Oh, please. Last week. Enough about him. My man, uh, uh, yeah, Jay Berg, he was great. Uh, but whatever. What do you have for me? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you. I, what I have for you is what I have for you every week, every week which is a concise and well-thought-out position on uh, this idiotic pastime of yours that you call wrestling. Oh, my Buddha. Here so we I, go. Because I was poking around in the group, and I noticed it's a quasi-interesting discussion amongst the people, some of whom are subhuman, some are not, and I'll, I'll leave... Again with I'll the subhuman you, stuff. I'll leave you to uh, figure out who says what about that. But um, there was a discussion where Big Papa Pump recently put it out there that the WWE Hall of Fame, as I've said before, is a sham. And a lot of insiders, as it turns out, some people you know, agree with him. So I want you to be Mr. Podcaster and explain to us and admit what everybody else already knows and not continue to be a, a stoolie for your buddy Vincent Q. McMahon now that he signed his uh, $2 billion deals or whatever he's doing. All right. First of all, first of all, it's Vincent Kennedy McMahon. I understand no that you cares. might have a problem with your letters there, but it's not a Q, it's a K. So let's start there, all right? That's number one. I have, a, I have actually have a K. I also have a C, a U, and an F. Do you know what the, if you F, U, C... Okay, okay, stop it. Stop it right now, Jesus. The WWE is, yeah. the, is the standard bearer for the entire wrestling industry. According okay? to you. 
They are the cream of the crop, all right? And they are being good custodians for the wrestling industry. By having the WWE Hall of Fame where they acknowledge, they honor the best wrestling talent and the history of, of the sport. You mean okay? like Donald Trump, who's in the WWE Hall of Fame? Well, who's he's, a fucking but he's in the celebrity. Clown. Watch your mouth. He's in the celebrity wing, okay? So that's okay. The celebrity wing? Yeah, that's, they have a wing. Yeah. Is it even a real building? Not yet. Okay. But thank stop, you. stop we'll it. Continue on. Okay. Well, you don't continue need buildings on. anymore. It's 2018. Get over the building thing. I'm, I'm sick and tired of people out there who always complain that the WWE Hall of Fame doesn't have a building. Why you know don't you why pay they don't have a building? It? Because right? they know it's not legitimate. Why it would is Vince, legitimate. Why would Vince waste any money no. on something that he knows is legitimate and it's just a sham they like everything ring. else? They get to give Ooh, a, a speech. Oh. They get the whole nine oh, yards. Sounds here. like a Shriners Club. That's great. They get those little hats, too, with the tassel on it. Give me a break. You know, and, and they have a building, and they've got those little cars. That's something that's real. This is a sham, and I'll tell you why. Because James Beard, who has been on this show. Good friend of mine. Yeah, know, well, I wouldn't, call, I wouldn't call him a good NWA, friend. He was, no. he was kind enough to come on this oh, show and, and, and lend some legitimacy to you. Uh, legendary ref, wrestling executive. He's in a few Hall of Fames, okay? I, I, think, I think we could take his word when he says something like this. And he said, quote, I don't think the lack of a physical Hall of Fame building is what diminishes the WWE award. I disagree with you there, Mr. Beard. It's more that it is obviously a merchandising enterprise. Not that many of those inducted would not belong in any wrestling Hall of Fame, but that some are so obviously about something other than the criteria you would expect for such an honor, meaning who put as, as more money in Vince McMahon's pocket by selling baubles, by selling T-shirts, by selling whatever else. It's a business, okay? And they sign legends contracts, which means that WWE is giving them a piece of that action. So don't get me started you know, about this James, fact. Uh, he's being okay? diplomatic. No, and- don't get me started about this because these guys, it allows them to continue to make money. When they're a Hall of Famer, they sign the, the autographs. Then don't the- call it Hall of Fame. Call it, say, the Legends Club. No, because Hall, Hall of Famers. No, because what they're trying to do is steal a legitimate title from things like the Basketball Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame. Those are legitimate historical Who institutions. Are you to say what is and what isn't legitimate, okay? You don't even you don't even like wrestling. Don't get started with yeah, this crap. Yeah, and I'm liking it less today. and less the longer right? I talk to you. No, don't start with this crap right now. The WWE Hall of Fame is legitimate. It's the number one wrestling company in the history of the sport. It is. You know excellent. what this is? You know what this is? You what know is that this? you know like that My Pillow guy. Yeah, you, know, you see those commercials everywhere. My yeah, pillow, yeah. my pillow. I like that guy. And he says, "My pillow is certified by the National Sleep Foundation." Yeah, they are. You know who That's owns? That's a real thing. Do you know who owns the National Sleep Foundation? Who? The guy who runs My Pillow. Oh, he invented it to give himself a, a, a seal of approval. That's exactly what Vince McMahon is doing because he knows half the people who are in his fake wrestling hall of fame couldn't hack it in the real deal wrestling hall of fame, where some of the people we've talked to who've earned it to get in there are. They weren't able to sell stupid things to get make Vince more rich, so they're not in the WWE Hall of Fame. But you know what? They're probably better off for it in the end. You know what, folks? I'm done with this guy. Mr. Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling. I am so pissed off right now by the way the Boston Bad Boy no. has spoken you know to me. That? Has spoken you about Vince it, McMahon. It's the truth. He brought on Coach Richard Lowe, who was very disrespectful to me today. It's the truth, Hammer, and Hammer don't I'm hurt I'm going to go back to the judge and find out what we can do about this, folks. No, Join us next week. And Babam, you will not be on this show. No, Babam is coming back. Ever again. No, you know, okay? Babam and I were talking today, about man. that it's going to be a new show. I didn't miss you last week, and I don't miss it's you at all. It's going to be now you know me what? and Babam, and we're going to play here. 